podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Oh, I pressed about 10 different screens there by accident. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scouts. Always a bit weird when I'm doing these on my own. Uh, don't have anyone to kind of banter with. So the chat is going to have to be uh, my banter. There's 148 people live. I'm guessing you're all excited by everything we're seeing with all the prices so far. So what we're going to do in this video is just cover all the prices that we've had uh, last night and today so far. And then tomorrow, uh, obviously, we're going to have another video coming out with those prices. And then on Monday, there'll be another video with those prices. And then maybe the game will come out at some point next week. Who knows? I mean, it seems like it's going to at some point. Uh, but we never really know which day um, it's going to come out uh, yet. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be next week. But I genuinely have no idea. Um, so hello to everyone. Um, this is, uh, yeah, this is my Saturday uh, Saturday stream. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, this is being done on the Saturday. We haven't had the six o'clock uh, prices yet. We've had all up to six o'clock. So we've got quite a few teams to cover um, and let's get on with it. We'll start with Leeds. Leeds dropped uh, last night. I think it was probably the most underwhelming batch we've had. We've got Bamford uh, on the screen there. <sighs> I mean, 7.5 million. He's competing with the likes of Tony, for example, is going to be seven. Mitrovic is going to be 6.5. We'll probably know that at 6 p.m. tonight. We've had Jimenez, who we're going to talk about coming in at seven. I'm surprised they've gone for 7.5 um, for Bamford, given the kind of season he had last, last year and Leeds' struggles. I think they could have priced him at seven. I think they could even have priced him at 6.5. So I think 7.5 is... Is, is a lot of money for him. I don't think we're going to see too much investment uh, in Leeds players. Rafina's likely leaving. They've very smartly not given a price um, for Rafina. I imagine if he does move to Chelsea, even if Barcelona's looking a bit more likely, uh, if he does move to Chelsea, I think we'll probably see him coming in around the 8, 8.5 mark. If he stays at Leeds, I think we could see him probably about 7.5 again. So maybe an option. But Bamford, I don't know. I want him to be an option, but I don't think we're going to see too many people um, starting the season with him. Uh, just a reminder of Leeds' fixtures um, from game week one. Uh, just get them up. They've got Wolves at home, first of all, and then Southampton, uh, and then Chelsea at home, and then Brighton away, and then Everton at home. So, you know, they've got Southampton and Everton in there. Wolves, Chelsea, Brighton, maybe slightly tougher defences. I'm just worried about what leads we're going to see kind of at the start of the season, particularly if they do end up losing Rafina. They're going to be relying on the new signings. Phillips is leaving for City. I think Leeds are probably a team best avoided and Bamford unfortunately fits into that bracket. Uh, we've got Harrison here at six million. He's, he's, he's a good player. He's decent. He wasn't really a factor for us last season because we had Rafina at 6.5. I do wonder if we are going to be looking for a six million midfielder. Um, and we see that Leeds are, are starting strong and carrying on that kind of attacking verve. I think Harrison could end up being an option for us. I think six is, is the right price for him. I mean, if you're comparing him to Trossard, for example, uh, yesterday, who we saw at 6.5, I think that was a bit too high. I don't think we're going to see much investment in that. But Harrison at six, I think that's an OK price. The only thing that kind of puts me off him, I think, is we're starting to see some decent 5.5 mids. Um, coming through and if we're going to be getting the likes of Salah, Haaland, Son, expensive defences, that 0.5 that we can save <clears throat> with these kind of budget mids, 5.5 to 6, uh, I think kind of kills a 6.5 bracket quite a lot and you know with, with players like Neto and Visser at 5.5, five, 
uh, maybe Johnson of, of Forest, if he's his class as a, as a midfielder, um, then yeah, then I think they're probably going to be the players that we that we go for. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't mind Harrison at six. I think that's a, that's a good price. I think five five would have been too low, um, and I think six five would have, would have killed him. So six is, is a good price. Melier, Melier is an interesting one. Four point five million. He was five million last season, and and quite a few people still went there. Makes absolutely tons of saves. The clean sheets with leads are, are rarer, um, but the save points are there. Also, the uh, baseline bonus is really, really high for Melier. So if Lee do keep a clean sheet, we're expecting them to be a bit tighter next season, which could be the case if they're going to lose some of their kind of attacking uh, intent. You've got to expect Melier to rack up the saves, rack up the bonuses and do really well. So again, 4.5, that brings him into achievable territory. I think we're starting already to see quite some some quite good 4.5 million goalkeepers. Melier's there, Ray is there, Sanchez is 4.5. We've got some 5 million goalkeepers like Ramsdale and Martinez, and then even the 5.5, then probably Lloris again, Allison's come down to 5.5. Five. So the, the, the goalkeeper is a bit of an interesting one, depending on how much you, you want to play, uh, how much you want to pay for it. I always start with a 4.5 goalkeeper. I think sometimes within the season, I'll, I'll move to maybe a 5 million goalkeeper when I've kind of got a bit more money from buying and selling players. But I think particularly at the start of the season, I think that the value is in, is in the 4.5 goalkeepers. So with those fixtures, um, you know, Wolves, Southampton, Brighton and Everton, these in the first five, these aren't exactly, you know, free scoring, high scoring teams. They've got Chelsea sandwiched in between those. But I, I like Melier. I think he could be someone that, that I definitely look at and, and consider. The only issue uh, is Leeds and how they're going to set up and, and play. I think they could be in real trouble. Um, this year, but yeah, we will see uh, what happens to them. Uh, I think I prefer Raya at 4-5 over Melier, but I wouldn't blame anyone for, for going with Melier. Uh, and then this is the Leeds squad. Uh, some of the kind of selected players. Um, they've gone for Cooper and Cock at 4.5. Christensen's coming at 5, which is annoying. I think that kind of kills him as an option. There's there's no real reason why you would go for Christensen at, at 5. Um, you know, if, if you if you could just get Cooper or or Cock or, or Ailing, it's probably going to be four or five as well. If you're going to go for a, a Leeds defender, which is probably unlikely, I think Christensen would have been the, the pick of the bunch, uh, given that he's kind of their new big money signing. Given the fact that Cooper's had the injuries, um, and, and Christensen was certainly going to play, so I think five million is is too much for him. They could, they could have bought him in at four or five. Um, you've got Rocker at five. I think too many people are going to be considering him. You know, Aronson five point five again, using up a midfield spot. Can't see it. James is there at six. I think I'd rather have Harrison at six, uh, unless James, you know, does get a run playing playing up front. But again, I, I can't I can't see us using a midfielder spot on on Dan James when there's so many good ones. Um, Rodrigo's there at six. Rodrigo's an interesting one. Again, he he kind of plays in this kind of ten or or up front uh, role. I just I just again, it's, it's using a midfielder spot. He I'd I think I'd rather have Harrison given what I've seen. Not sure what the plans are for Rigo kind of in, in the long term. Talented player, uh, but yeah, maybe maybe one to watch and, and monitor. Could be a factor for us though. Uh, and then Gelhart, Gelhart's there at 5.5. Five. So he's had the price rise up from, from 4.5 uh, into that kind of 5.5 five, five bracket, which is, you know, I'm expecting him to, to get more game time, for example. You've got players like um, Undav there at 5.5 five as well. Uh, maybe maybe if Johnson, we're not sure if Johnson from Forest is going to be a, a forward or a mid. If he comes in as a forward at 5-5, five, five, um, then he's an option as well. I just think Gilhart could have been at 5 again. Um, you know, this is, he's, he's, I can't see anyone paying 5-5 five, five for him. The 5 subs rule means he might play more. Bamford's had his injury doubts. 
could be a factor for us, but I think at five, he might be someone that you want to pay that 0.5 extra for rather than the 4.5 strikers you don't play just to get some minutes. But at five, five, I, I don't think we're going to, we're, we're going to go there. So yeah, that's Leeds covered. I can't see a lot of value in any of their players really. And, you know, despite them having quite good fixtures, I don't think there's going to be a huge amount of investment in them losing Rafinha and Phillips. So probably one to avoid. Night next, a team that we definitely won't be avoiding. Liverpool. So Salah's coming at 13 million. No surprises there. Everyone thought that was going to be the case. The interesting thing is he hasn't been reclassified, which there was been some rumours that he might move to, to a forward. Um, but he is staying as a midfielder. So top scoring player last season, 13 million. I mean, there's there's people already talking about not having him uh, for game week one against Fulham, you know, going for some of the cheaper options that we're going to talk about in a, in a second. I think realistically in, in the in the kind of the main template of, of players that are engaged and playing, you know, properly, Salah's going to be 85, 90% owned. I just can't, I don't think there's good enough reasons to, to go without him. You want him for that captaincy in game week one. Going for Haaland away at... Um, away at West Ham is difficult. I mean, you could potentially go for Son um, or Kane. We haven't had the prices for those yet. But, you know, against Southampton, if you wanted to go away from, from Liverpool, but Salah's just signed a new contract. You know, he's, he's going to have the pre-season. He's going to be absolutely razor sharp. So I, I just I just don't. I, I think if you're, if you're going without Salah, you're, you're probably overthinking it. And if you're going to thinking that you're going to use that money to spread around your team and invest heavily in defence or whatever, it's just going to make it even harder for you to to move for him when you inevitably do want them. So my advice, I'm sorry, is is boring. I, I think you need to start with, with Salah um, in your team. The question then is, who do you pair him with? Well, they've been very kind and some people call it kind. I think it's very, mm, I don't know what the word is. I, I don't agree with the prices for, for the next two I'm going to talk about. Uh, Diaz uh, is 8 million. I thought he'd come in at 9, 9 million midfielder. He could even be 9.5. Eight is absolutely ridiculous, I think, for, for Diaz. Uh, I know he didn't sort of have the clinical nature to his game last season, but, you know, he, he signed in January and and showed the glimpses of what he's kind of capable of. I just think at eight million, this is, this is a player, again, who should be getting somewhere between 180, 190 points. Um, Fulham, you know, in the first game, and then Crystal Palace, United, Bournemouth, Newcastle. is an incredible run of, of games for Liverpool to start the season with. I think the question isn't, you know, which which three Liverpool, you know, do you get three Liverpool? It's kind of which ones you get. And there's only really a couple of options, Salah, uh, Diaz, and then Trent Robertson, maybe Van Dijk uh, as well. There's people talking about Jota. I'm not sure about him. I don't think he features in the in the in the front in the first choice front three. I think that's going to be Diaz, uh, Salah and, and Darwin uh, Nunes, um, who's coming in at nine, <clears throat> we'll talk about in a second. Um, I think we're going to see some investment in the defensive double up uh, with Trent and, and Robertson, uh, but I, I I really like I really like Diaz. I think Diaz at, at eight million uh, is is a good prize, and there's so many good eight million midfielders that are coming in. You know, we've already had Foden. We might see Kulusevski coming at eight. We might see Mount coming at somewhere around eight. We've had Sancho. We're going to talk about coming in kind of around eight. I think you really want a player in that kind of price point just so you can be flexible and move depending on the fixtures and form and all that kind of thing. So if Diaz has a good preseason, looks sharp, which I'm sure he will, I'm expecting really big things from him next year. So I think that's a it's a really, really good price. I think they could easily have priced him at nine. If I'm looking at players who I think are really underpriced, I think Diaz is is right up there. But he's not as underpriced as the next player, which is Trent. I cannot believe Trent has come in at seven five. Again, this is a consistent 
player in FPL who gets in and around 200 points year after year. I'm just... It, it, it just annoys me a little bit because it's such a no-brainer decision um, to have Trent. And again, you can try and be clever and you can say, oh, I could go for Matip or Van Dijk and save the money. But realistically, you know, I, I always feel with Trent that 200 points is his is his floor really. I mean this is a this is a player who has no he's got free kicks, he's got corners, you know Liverpool get the clean sheets. He 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 could he could, he could be a 240 250 point player at the end of the season. There's no logical reason for me with Liverpool's fixtures um with Trent's form with his history with you know you're you're comparing you know Trent for example to Bamford um you know who who do you back to score more points out of those two? Trent is just an absolute must-have, um, in in my opinion. And I think if they'd priced him at eight five, and you know Van Dijk's at six five maybe, and you've got that two million difference, I think that gives you a, a decision to make. And, and maybe you do think, oh, maybe I won't go for Trent. Maybe I'll go for Robertson. Maybe I'll go for Matip. You know, maybe I'll go for one Reese James or someone. But at seven five, it's 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 just it's an absolute no brainer. I mean, he finished the season last season well over eight million. So you know he's actually been bought down in price from where he finished last last year. So yeah, I think I think they should have made him eight five. I think they've they've got it a little bit wrong on on Diaz and Trent. Um, a million more I would have put them at. Uh, but yeah, it kind of makes it quite easy for us um, to slot them in, in in our side. So I guess that's that's one benefit. Uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm being too too um, close minded. Uh, looking at the squad, then these are some of their other players. Uh, no real surprises here except maybe Allison coming in at five five. He was the top-scoring keeper last season. Um, the the problem with these kind of premium goalkeepers is, a you're using a Liverpool spot to have Allison, and I think you know going for Robertson, Trent, you know even Darwin Nunes could hit the ground running. Salah, Jota could come in, and if you're stuck with Allison, then you know you're going to find it really hard to move to one of these kind of inform um, attacking players or even their defenders. So I think it's it's actually a really clever move on on FPL's part to bring him down to five five. Because you leave him at six and no one's going there. Five five is quite tantalising for him, um, but I don't see him outscoring some of the other goalkeepers as much as some of the defenders from Liverpool might outscore their other, you know, other defenders or someone like Diaz might outscore other other mids around that mark. So, you know, when you're looking when you're looking at, at goalkeepers and we're looking at kind of the four point five options, you know, the likes of Raya, Ramsdale, Martinez a few seasons ago, Melier scored really highly. You know, you don't need you don't necessarily need a player from a top side um, in goal. So I think Allison is a is is a bit of a luxury move if you're going with Allison, Salah, and and Trent. I think you're probably going to regret it when when some of the other Liverpool forwards sort of catch your eye. So yeah, I like the price of Allison, but I, I won't be going there. Uh, you got Van Dyke then at six five. Uh, Robertson at seven, no huge surprises there. I mean, that's kind of in keeping with what they where they were last season. I think Robertson is always going to be a little bit cheaper than than Trent, even though he he does go on spells where where he does really well. Um, Van Dijk's your kind of solid option, who again could be a factor, but I think you you want to pay that extra 0.5 of Robertson and definitely that extra one for for Trent if you can afford it. Um, you know, Van Dijk's also going to be competing with the likes of Chilwell, um, James. There's going to be Cancelo in there as well. This maybe the Spurs fullbacks. I think you've got these really really attacking defenders, and, and Van Dijk does well, gets goals, gets clean sheets. But I think for a little bit more around the same money, you can get some attacking, some better attacking potential. Um, as well, uh, then looking at some of the other players, I mean, you've got Harvey Elliott there at five. I mean, he was he was kind of in the team at the start of last season, and then got that injury. Be interesting to see if he kind of comes in again. Though you're using a Liverpool spot uh, for a five million uh, mid, 
might be hard to kind of you know juggle that juggle that around probably not the one that I'd go for but if he does get a run in the team and we do see lots of rotation around the kind of these attacking spots maybe he kind of is your third midfielder of choice but somehow um, I doubt it Thiago's there at 5-5 five, five. no one's going there and then you've got Darwin Nunes coming in as a forward 9 million so he's a million more uh, than Diaz it's going to be really interesting to see how Darwin Nunes sw- slots into this team, really. Uh, he's a different kind of option that, that Liverpool haven't really had. You know, tall, powerful, kind of orthodox, more orthodox kind of centre-forward. So, you know, getting the ball to him, he's going to have the balls from Trent coming in and Robertson. Um, he, he looks kind of like he's he's, he's he's a hell of a talent. He's, he's an amazing signing for them. Uh, it's just whether whether he kind of hits the ground running straight away in this kind of system where he needs a bit of time to, to adjust. Diaz didn't, for example. Jota didn't. Um, you know, it's going to be a different kind of front three. I think we're going to see a bit of rotation going in. I wouldn't be too surprised if, if Nunes didn't start the season uh, and they did start with Jota um, up top, who is also uh, a 9 million forward, which is really interesting that they've reclassified uh, him. So now you've got these kind of two Liverpool forwards battling out for that for that one spot. I think both of them are, are a wait and see uh, for me. I think Nunes is going to get that spot kind of long Long term, um, they can all kind of rotate. They can all interchange. Jota can play on the left. Darwin Nunes can play on the right. Salah can play up top. It's you know, and they've got the five subs, so they're all going to see kind of significant minutes. Um, but yeah, for me, I think we're we're going to see a move towards uh, Darwin uh, Nunes, Salah, and uh, and Diaz on the left um, with Jota kind of filling in as and when they kind of need a rest. But we might get some clues in pre-season. If we do get some clues in pre-season that, that maybe Nunes isn't ready, for example, um, or if there's any injuries or anything, then I think Jota at nine million forward could be a good option. He's competing with um, Gabriel Jesus, who's probably going to come in around that price um, as well. Jesus is, is definitely going to play sort of every game, every minute. I think I'd probably rather have him uh, and look for my Liverpool options um, elsewhere. All right, let's look at the next one. United. Really, really interesting this one. I saw these prices and I was kind of like, oh, they've done really well here. So, yeah, I can be a bit critical of, of some of the some of the prices, but I think they've, they've absolutely nailed the United ones. I think this is they really needed to price the United players kindly to, to even give us a thought, because if they are coming in, you know, at premium prices again, you know, if Sancho's coming in at nine million again, Fernandes is 11, you know, whatever, we're just not going to touch them. But Ronaldo's the price. Yes, he's coming in at 10.5. So it's quite a big drop. Um, for him um, compared to last season there's some rumours he's not too happy at United he's not really kind of maybe not buying into this philosophy from Ten Hag too much frustrated with the lack of signings uh, you know he, he could go kind of you know some, somewhere else um, but you know I think they, they, they probably want to keep him given what he did uh, last season a 10-5 he's an option uh, United's fixtures Bryson, Brentford Liverpool, Southampton, Leicester uh, not too, not too bad, but not too great. I mean, Brighton are a decent defensive side. So are Brentford, um, Liverpool in, in game week three is really tough. Leicester, I'm backing to be, you know, a, a better side. That Southampton game in game week four is, is good. I think there's a there's a bit of a wait and see um, on these. I think we really want to see how how they kind of set up under under Ten Hag and you know with the signings coming in. You know, they, they want to get De Jong from from Barcelona, but really they need to make about four or five different different signings. So yeah, I, I think this it's it's a wait and see. Definitely on Ronaldo for me with with the premiums, um, <clears throat> with with the uh, with the other premiums that we're going to be considering. Uh, looking at uh, Fernandez at ten, really kind price um, for him. He's you know he's fallen from from twelve million, so so fallen right down. No consistency last season, but you know if we if we look at some of the stats um, of his, uh, and I can do that on the fancy football scout um, area, which I'll just get up now. 
Da, da, da. We compare him to uh, De Bruyne, and let's compare him to let's compare him to someone like Mount as well. The kind of creative hubs of the team. Uh, move it over here. You can see here in terms of the kind of chances created um, and you know big chances uh, over the season. You know Fernandez is, is is still featuring kind of really high. And if we look at these these stats, you know, over com of him compared to last season. Um, as well, his the chances creating just haven't haven't really dipped. It's much more the kind of goal threat that he he started losing kind of last season. So I think Fernandez could be could be back on the radar uh, next year if Ten Hag can get the kind of the players firing and they can start converting some of the ch their chances. He's going to be involved in all of it. So yeah, I think it's um it's an interesting. One. I think they could have maybe priced him a little bit lower. I think they could have maybe bought him in at nine point five. I think that would have really made him an option. Um, but yeah, he had, he had a poor season last year. The season before that, he was, you know, one of the best players in the league. He joined the season before that. He was absolutely incredible as well. I don't think he's someone that we can really uh, write off, but he's someone that I think we probably want to kind of just wait and wait and see on um, for a bit. Uh, and then looking at some of the other options, actually, let's go to Sancho quickly. Uh, Sancho's there at 7.5. Amazing price. I mean, he was a 9.5 when he, when he came in last season. Uh, you know, big price tag, eighty million pounds. Absolutely smashing it in, in in the Bundesliga. And now, you know, I think he got three goals last season. Really, really poor return uh, from him. Never really showed any signs that he was capable of of kind of being a, a big hitter. But now at seven point five, he hasn't got to be um, a big a big hitter. He's just got to be someone who you know. Well, I mean, he's got to score someone like Trent at the same price. But if you're going to look at, looking at the kind of seven seven point five million bracket. You're hoping for probably, what, 160, 170 points over the season, something like that. Or just someone who you can get in in spells um, when they've got a good fixture run, which isn't probably their first five, uh, five, five games. But I think he's someone that, that could factor in. You're looking at him compared to Fernandez, for example. I mean, Fernandez is going to set you back 10. Sancho is going to cost you 7.5. But if we can see any glimpses that we're getting the Sancho that we all want to see in the Premier League, I think 7.5 is going to be an absolute steal. Uh, for him, I mean the other player who could be an absolute steal for us, and I couldn't believe when I saw this uh, is Rashford. So Rashford as a mid, six point five million as well. If Ronaldo does leave, could we see Rashford like playing up front again, like he has done before? An out of position Rashford for six point five would be surely like an absolute bargain of the season. He's someone that I think could be a real kind of game breaker uh, next year. I mean, there's no doubting the talent of, of Rashford. There's no doubting, you know, just, just how good a player he is. It's just he has fallen so far over the last few seasons. And there's obviously still a player in there, but they need to kind of unlock that. 6-5, though. I think, you know, we're going to be, we're talking about these, these kind of enabler players, you know, 5.5, 6, 6.5. I mean, if it's Trossard at 6.5 versus a, a Rashford who's starting every week for United, it's a no-brainer. You, you pick Rashford in that. So, yeah, I'd like that one. Um, looking at the defence, defence all coming in at 5, which I think is, is really interesting. Uh, De Gea's 5, you've got Shaw at 5, so he was 5-5 five, five last season. Uh, Tellez, Varane's dropped to 5. wonder what um, Maguire uh, will come out. Maybe he'll be pushed up to 5-5 five, five because of the better goal threat, which means we'll probably go for, for Varane if, if we were going to pick one. Um, again, uh, wait and see on the United defence. They're absolutely shocking, uh, you know, last season. But at five million, could could have a bit of a say uh, in our seasons. And then you've got the midfield. I mean, I think the these the, the midfield, no no disrespect. I mean, Elanga's a, a, a good, you know, a good young player. 
Um, but the, the midfield options with Fred and, and Van der Beek. I mean, Van der Beek, I mean, how many managers now have, have, don't have any you know faith in, in what he's doing? You know, he gets bought by managers. They every All the Man United fans say, oh, let's unlock Van der Beek. And then they can't. And he goes off to Everton alone, doesn't get a game. Now he's come back. If anyone can do it, it's Ten Hag. He's worked with him before. He had him at Ajax, loved him. Um, are we going to see kind of the, the best that we can um, out of him? 5.5 though. I mean, they could have made him five. Uh, you know, and, and just given us a little bit of a uh, an option there, but at five five, I don't think anyone's gonna anyone's gonna go there. So yeah, it's Rashford really that I like the look of the most. Rashford and Sancho, I think they're the they're the two potential bargains of the season. I think Fernandez will be a factor for us, and it'd be a bit easier to get um, at ten. Jury's out on on Ronaldo. Uh, I think you know it's it's going to be harder to to fit him in uh, next year. But again, I think the price uh, the price is good for him um, if if he if he does stay and. You know, picks his, picks his toys up. Okay, next is Wolves. Jimenez coming in at seven. Mm. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, again, I think they could have made him 6-5. Um, you know, at least they didn't they didn't push him up to 7-5. We've seen what he's capable of in the past. Last season, though, coming back from that horrible injury, he wasn't the same player. You know, he was dropping a lot deeper. Maybe his role changed with the new manager. He just didn't look to me like he was just fully comfortable getting his head on the end of crosses and, you know, making those kind of killer tackles. He, he looked almost a bit kind of still traumatised uh, from the injury, which is which is completely fair enough. I just, again, I don't think at 7 million we're going to go there with the likes of Tony and Mitrovic probably being much better factors. We're going to talk about Watkins in a bit. He's around the kind of 7, 7.5 mark. Is Jimenez going to get, you know, 10 goals next season? Uh, I mean, he, he could do. Is he going to get 150, 160 points? Mm, I'm not really sure. And Wolves have actually got some good budget options in, in midfield as well, which I think are probably the way to go, um, which we'll talk about in a sec. So I, I can't see too much investment in, in Jimenez, but yeah, I hope, hopefully, I, I really, I really want to see him kick on and, and have a better season next year. Um, but I think, you know, given the role, given the injury, he's, he's a bit too much of a risk for me. Uh, we got Johnny as a 4.5 million defender. Seems good value. Samedo is still injured. Going to miss the start of the season. Uh, so we're probably going to see Johnny and, and what, Eight Nori kind of on uh, in the wing-back roles. Uh, I think 4.5 is a good price for him. He's got attacking threat. He's, he's you know, he's, he's a good player. And, you know, some of the other Wolves players have come in a, a bit more um, expensive in defence. So Johnny's the pick um, out of the Wolves defenders for me. I think if you're, you know, going heavy midfield, going heavy up front, and you're looking for a kind of a fourth defender, um, then I think someone like Johnny or, or Aitnori probably is that perfect kind of fourth spot because at four five it's you know basically as cheap as you get. Um, and if, even if you're looking kind of the five five million midfielders or five point five strikers, I think I'd probably rather have Johnny. So yeah, I think that's a, a really nice price for him. I think we're going to see him in, in quite a few teams um, as well. Wolves have got a decent fixture run um, as well. They've got Leeds and Fulham first two games, uh, and then Spurs, and then Newcastle and Bournemouth. So that's four, you know, winnable games really for them. They were absolutely terrible uh, towards the end of last season, but before that, they were they were brilliant defensively. So yeah, I think I think Johnny is is a really really good pick, picky with, with Smade about. So I really like that. Uh, and then you've got Saar. So Saar's coming at five again. I don't really know why you would pick Saar when you've got some of the uh, Wolves um, players um, in defence are, are cheaper than that. Again, I think with you know with Ray and, and Melier there at four point five, Sanchez at Brighton at four point five as well. Um, I think investment in Saar is going to be quite low amongst the kind of, you know, the more kind of engaged players. I think he's going to be a popular uh, pick for the, dare I say it, the, the casuals um, because, you know, he was a high scoring goalkeeper last season. But again, I want to know what kind of Wolves 
turn up because if <laughs> if they if they come out like they did sort of towards the end of the last season um, and they start the season like that, then you know any aspirations of a kind of a top half finish are going to be dented pretty quickly. So they've got the perfect two games to to jump on in Leeds and Fulham. I think rather than go for the goalkeeper there, you want to target those attacking defenders to try and get some attacking returns as well. So Saar is a no for me, but five million is probably um, about the same, about the right price. And then just looking at the squad, Ain't Nori, who I mentioned, is 4-5. Uh, Kilman's 4-5. Cody's gone up to 5, which I don't really understand. Um, I think they could easily have left him at 4.5. Uh, he got a couple of goals last season, but you know, when, when you've got Ain't Nori and, and Johnny there at, at 4.5, I don't really know why they pushed Cody up. Uh, Samedo um, is there at 5 as well. Could be an option when he comes back. He was awful for me last season when I owned him. Didn't get anything. Uh, but yeah, be interesting to see when, when he does come back, that means Johnny could either move over to the left or he's going to be kind of fighting with him as well. So yeah, I think maybe if you, eight Nori um, and Marcel um, are kind of on that left. Marcel is, is definitely getting on a bit now. I think eight Nori is, is, is going to lock down that, that position. So I like, if I'm, I like Johnny to kind of start to the season, but I think, you know, moving forward, um, it's probably going to be eight Nori um, over the season. Look at this though. I mean, one of the one of the best prices I think we've got here is is Neto, Neto at five five as a midfielder. I mean, he was playing up front um, with, with Jimenez towards the end of last season. Um, he's come back from this this big injury. He was priced at six last season. Uh, he didn't. It's lucky that he didn't score loads of goals, but he always looks sharp. He always looks dangerous, and his price has gone down to five five. So. I think he's 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 an absolutely brilliant pick. He's he's going to play most of the games for for Wolves. He's going to have this five sub thing, which you know might mean early subs for him. But at five five, he's the kind of player who you can have and and just take the kind of old goal for. And with those two fixtures as well, Leeds and Fulham, I think I'd probably be starting with with Neto. Uh, and I know he's he's very pop. He was popular before when he was when he was predicted to be priced at six. But coming in at five five, I think we're going to see a lot of investment in him uh, with those two games. Uh, you've got Neves there. Um, no one really goes Neves. I'm not sure why he's gone up to 5-5. Five, five. I think he was a 5, and that was probably about right for him. Uh, Pedence is 5-5. Five, five. Uh, he was, you know, in spells, he was good as well, but we're never really sure where he's going to where he's gonna play um, or when he's going to play. Uh, and I just don't know why you go for him over Neto, who I genuinely think is a better player and has better goal threat and is less erratic. Uh, and then you've got Huang. I mean, the most expensive one out of all of these, apart from him and Ezzy, is Huang, who's absolutely useless last season in front of goal. And I mean useless. So he's gone up in price from 5.5 to 6. I don't know why. I'm not expecting him to play that much. And he's not very good. So I would avoid him. Neto is the absolute pick uh, for me out of these. And then finally, we've got Villa. So Villa got announced just before we came on this stream. Uh, oh, and just before um, I do that, let me just see if I can get my little animation thing working. Uh, let's just press this one. Oh, no. Uh, it's got to work. Hang on, let's try that again. Let me just see if I can get my little animation thing working. There you go. Yeah. So if you enjoyed this video, uh, please like the video. Drop me a comment as well. Um, make sure you subscribe to the channel as well. The pre-season content is going to really uh, rack up. Uh, we're going to have team reveals. We're going to have videos talking about budget players and all of that once we've got the kind of game um, going. So, yeah, I uh, I really want everyone to, to kind of come to the channel and, and watch the videos because I'm really excited about kind of stuff that we've got planned. We've got new graphics coming on the channel as well. Obviously, we've got the music now. So let me know what you think about that. But yeah, like and subscribe if you're enjoying the video. It'd really help. Um, let's talk about Villa then. So Coutinho, <clears throat> he's coming at seven. 
So he's, he, he, was he 6.5 last season? I can't remember. Has he gone up a little bit or was he around seven? Um, anyway, I think he's, he's he's an interesting one. He's He needed minutes last season when he signed, hadn't played for a while, got plenty of those, scored against City in the final week, going to have a full pre-season, signed permanently now, going to be integral to kind of the way Villa um, set up. Bournemouth, first game, absolutely brilliant. You know, newly promoted side. Uh, Everton, next game, brilliant. Uh, Palace, West Ham, Arsenal gets a bit tougher after those first two. But I really like the look of having a Villa player for those first two uh, games. And if I'm picking an attacker, I think Coutinho is the one that I'd want to go for. So I think it's 7 million. I think we, we might be able to squeeze him in to some of our sides. Um, and yeah, I think he, he could he could start the season really strongly. So I really like that. Uh, Watkins is next. Watkins is 7.5, so a little bit more expensive. Um, I'd rather have Coutinho. I mean, Watkins was a very frustrating player for, for a lot of people uh, last year. Uh, you know, hit the post quite a lot. You know, never really kind of always underperformed kind of his, his, his XG. But, you know, the season before last, don't forget, he was, you know, getting 15, 16 goals. So we want to see him kind of go back um, to that. So for me, uh, you know, as a forward, we're kind of quite light on forwards, generally speaking. Uh, Watkins is 7.5. It's a decent price, but I think I'd rather have uh, Coutinho, but it's, it's probably it's probably about the right price um, for him. Uh, look at this though, Cash, Cash and Dean both coming in at five million. Uh, again, I mentioned kind of you know going with a four point five Wolves attacking defender, eight Nori, or someone like that. Um, but I think as, again we're going to see we're going to see investment in Cash and Dean uh, with people moving to four at the back or maybe even five um, at the back as well. Because if you're looking at if you're looking at Cash or Dean at five million compared to the five million midfielders or the five even five point five strikers. Again, there's no decision to be made that I'd much rather have uh, one of those two. So I think the question is is not kind of, you know, do we, do we, do we get one? It's kind of which one which one do we get? Um, again, I just want to mention the um, scout members area um, once again, because this is kind of perfect for this kind of thing uh, to kind of compare them. So I'll just show that. Hold on. So here we can compare uh, Cash and, and Dean and have a look at those. We've got De Bruyne in there as well. Let's, let's put in Nori as well, just to stick him in um, and you can see kind of over the seasons show average per um, appearance and you can see here you've got Dean creating the most chances uh, eight Nori with getting the most bonus points look at that goal involvement for eight Nori um, as well uh, but then look at cash on some of these other metrics more goal attempts more goals more shots in the box better XGI big chances all the kind of big metrics are all pointing towards cash so Dean's great he's gonna have some free kicks uh, he, he, you know, he does get assists, but I think in terms of pure goal threat, I think we're looking at cash and thinking he's probably the one to go for. Um, so once again, if you're interested in this kind of stuff and this kind of comparison, um, head over to Scout, um, sign up and become a member. There's a few more days left before the price goes up. So lock in the, the price um, that it is now and you'll never pay more than that as long as you're a member of the site. Um, and you get access to all these kind of great tools and comparisons that I talk about um, in this video. Finally, our final screen then is just some of the other Aston Villa players. Uh, you've got Martinez there. He's come down to five from 5.5, probably the right price for him. He's disappointing last season, had that big price hike, never really did it. Uh, and then you've got players like Diego Carlos at five, Dean at five. I mean, you're not going to go near Carlos when you've got Dean and Cash, which is interesting. I thought they'd probably bring Carlos in at five and Dean and Cash in at five, five. I think that's really, really cheap for, for Cash and Dean. Uh, in midfield, we're not really going to go near Kamara um, or McGinn. Uh, Ramsey's there, who's an interesting one. He's gone up from 4.5 to 5.5. I think that's quite a good price for him. If you're looking at getting in Villa early, you want to target those first two fixtures. I think Ramsey is someone that we, we could look at for 5.5. Good price for him. Uh, Bundia's six. 
in and out the team a little bit. Again, a million cheaper than Coutinho if he does get a run, if there's an injury or something like that. I think he could be a player that we look at. And you've got Danny Ings. Danny Ings coming down to 7 million. I really like that. He was kind of in and out the team again. It didn't really look like Gerard trusted him that much. Um, he, you know, he, he came in for a few games, got a couple of goals. I brought him in. He missed that game and then it didn't get back into the team for the final game. So my sense is that Gerard doesn't really trust him up front and will will likely look at kind of other other ways to make it work. But again, if uh, if um, Watkins. Uh, does get injured or something like that and we do get a run of games rings elite finisher great player so for that uh Mark Neymar seems a robotic stream it is a bit robotic isn't it I'm sorry it's it's difficult when you're when you're on your own uh, doing these I haven't really got anyone to kind of banter with and, and and go back and forth with so uh and I'm a little bit hungover as well so it's it's making it all a little bit more difficult uh, but hopefully it's useful um just to just to point out some of the some of the uh, prices and, and underrated picks uh, undervalued picks um for the season that's probably it from me then. Um, if you haven't yet, head over to Live FPL. You can start building a team. All the prices are kind of updated uh, that we've got so far in that. So you, we're now reaching a point where you can, you know, feasibly really actually start to put a, a good, a good squad together. We're going to get some more prices in about an hour. Uh, I think I, I think I saw some rumours it's going to be Fulham, or it will be kind of one of the lower league sides. I think they're going to go big again tomorrow. Maybe start with a Spurs or a Chelsea, something like that. I think once we've got those two teams, then I think we've got going to have a really, really good idea of uh, you know what um, of, of what our team is going to look like going into game week one. Uh, so yeah, that's it from me. Thanks everyone for watching. Six hundred people watching live, fantastic. Again, head over to Scout, sign up, uh, check out some of these tools, and do some of these comparisons, and make your own stats tables, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, also, Black Box. If anyone's a fan of FPL Black Box. Mark and I will be streaming at 7pm tonight. So have a look at uh, FPL Blackbox on YouTube. Check us out on Twitter um, as well. And we'll be doing a bit of a season review of last season, which I know looking back to last season seems crazy, but we haven't done it yet and we, we probably should. And it's an excuse to laugh at Mark a little bit more. Um, but then we'll also be discussing some of these prices. Uh, Mark isn't happy with a lot of these prices. So yeah, be interesting to see his, his reactions to that. Uh, so hopefully see you then. Uh, yeah, but that's great. Thanks everyone for watching. And I will see you soon.